Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious weekend in the great state of Texas. Hope that you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying the spring and setting things up after Easter. Looking forward to, I don't know, almost the end of the school year, making some summer plans, some camp plans. I'm sure all kinds of things going on in your life. All kinds of things going on in our lives here at Texas Values. You know, the work continues year-round. If you're not plugged in with the work that we do, you can go to our website, txvalues.org, to find out more about the work that we do on faith, family, and freedom. And we're here every week on The Bridge. I've got a great guest today. I want to jump right in and let him talk a little bit. He's no stranger to the Texas Values Report. He's been on a few times. Our guest today is Kelly Shackelford. He is the president and CEO of First Liberty Institute, the largest organization in the country that focuses on defending religious liberties in the courts, And Kelly is also a board member of Texas Values. Kelly, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Hey, thanks for having me on, Jonathan. Well, look, a lot of issues have been going on. You guys have been working on a lot of interesting and important court cases. I want to talk about a few of them. And our listeners know that our work is primarily focused on Texas, but we also talk about issues that can impact the state of Texas. First Liberty Institute is located, headquartered, if you will, in the great state of Texas. Um, You know, our broadcast partner here does a lot of Baylor athletics. Kelly himself is a double Baylor graduate, uh, his undergrad and his law degree from Baylor University. But Kelly, many people familiar with you, I want to talk about these court cases. One in particular, we touched on this a week or so ago. We had General Boykin on to talk a little bit about this Air Force case, but your team is the one working on this court case. Tell us a little bit about it and where it stands now and about, I believe, a victory that came recently. Yeah, Colonel Bohannon uh, is really an American hero and not just a hero, but he was the guy who was rated as the number one person in our military in charge of uh, our defense and our nuclear capabilities. And uh, he was about to be a general, in fact. And what happened is somebody underneath his command was retiring. And this man who was retiring, um, uh, one of the things that happens when you retire often is is some commendations are signed uh, by your superior, one of which for your spouse. Well, his spouse, he, he submitted to be signed to Colonel Bohannon, was a man. And this created an issue for Colonel Bohannon, who's a strong uh, person of faith and he was like, I can't sign something that says that marriage is to men. And so he did the proper thing. He went to um, his you know, legal uh, uh, representative there, uh, uh, JAG, and said, look, I know there's a, a religious accommodation provision in the military. I want to handle this correct way. I have a religious conviction on this, and so I want to see what I can do. Unfortunately, instead of giving him an answer, uh, the uh, JAG didn't want to take a position, and so he wasn't given an answer. And so he scrambled himself to make sure that this certificate was signed. It was signed by a two-star general, somebody higher than him, not even him. And uh, he went to the two-star and said, would you be willing to sign this? I have a religious conscience issue on it, but if you don't, I'd love uh, to get this done. The the two-star said, no, I have no problem. He signed it. You'd think that would take care of it. But no, they still complained because he wouldn't sign it. And the next thing you knew, 
his career was over. Uh, they put a do not promote. In other words, you're done. Um, he wasn't going to become a general. He wasn't going to become anything. He was going to be booted out of the military. Uh, and just think of what the – even if you don't care about religious freedom, the idea of throwing away one of our top people in the military because he won't sign a gay marriage certificate is just outrageous. But it also is outrageous because this violates religious freedom. So at First Liberty Institute, we represented Colonel Bohannon. Uh, we filed an appeal. And uh, just here within the last week, um, we had the Secretary of the Air Force uh, send a letter to uh, you know uh, our senators who also had complained. Senator Cruz, I want to give him a lot of credit, really spoke out on this as well. And that has been now reversed. His file has been clean, and Colonel Bohannon is going to continue to rise up in our military. Uh, thank goodness. Well, you know, we... And look, I'm I'm happy for that victory. I'm going to talk later in the show about a victory that we had in court dealing with the issue of same-sex benefits, you know, because a lot of this is, you know, these issues are not about whether or not an individual in their personal lives can love who they want. It's not whether or not someone can get a marriage to someone of the same sex. Now, you and I may disagree with that. We may continue to hold our views on that, but these issues are are not about somehow directly impacting or keeping these people from being involved with the person they love, which is what we were told about, right? This is what we were told several years ago. Oh, we just want to love who we want to love, stay out of our bedrooms. Well, stay out of the military on these issues, if you will, as far as other military officials and their views, right? I mean, this is, so we see these issues go way beyond what we were told they were about. And the other thing we was told, we were told before, right, it wouldn't impact other people. How is my lifestyle going to affect you? Well, look, the impact that it potentially had, at least for some time on, on this gentleman, Bohannon, that was pretty significant. Well, it was huge. You know, I mean, absent our involvement, I mean, his career would be over. And this was certainly sending a very large message throughout the military. So, and, and But I, I want to, uh, Jonathan, I do want people to know this is not, I mean, these kinds of attacks are not over. The same day we got the victory in the Air Force on behalf of Colonel Bohannon, we were forced to file a lawsuit against the Air Force on behalf of another individual, uh, Oscar Rodriguez, um, an, an unbelievable case where an airman was having his private retirement ceremony, and he invited Oscar, who gives a great speech during the flag folding ceremony that ends by saying, God bless our flag. God bless our troops. God bless America. He was physically accosted, grabbed, and thrown out of the room. A private retirement ceremony because the, the head of that base didn't want anybody mentioning God. Oh, on hold on base. a second, Kelly. Is, is there a video of this? Yes. Okay. Video. I, I, would enc- I would encourage people I gotta get a hold to, of it. Go, to, go to firstliberty.org and get uh, the Rodriguez case. It's just you spell out firstliberty.org. Look at the Rodriguez case. And, you know, that's the, as lawyers, we, one thing we love is there is demonstrable evidence here. This is on video. Um, and, but I want to think, people thinking what this means. This, this is uniform military grabbing a United States citizen because he was going to mention God in a private retirement ceremony. And this is outrageous, and we could not get the Air Force um, to simply admit that they'd made a mistake and apologize to uh, to Oscar Rodriguez. So this violates the First Amendment. It violates the Fourth Amendment. And so we still have a ways to go in our military with some of the people, especially some of the people left over with the Obama administration that have different agendas 
and uh, and are not real friendly to religious freedom. Well, and this isn't the first case or the second case. There was a case here in Texas. As our listeners know, I always find a Texas connection when we have our guest on, um, in addition to the work they do. And, and I know your, your group is in Texas, but there was a case in, out of Texas with Sergeant Monk with very similar yeah. circumstances, very similar issues regarding the issue of same-sex. You know, and, and look, we continue to see these issues touch on areas— um, you know, we've got this case before the U.S. Supreme Court on whether or not a, a private cake baker and other artists, if you will, uh, continue to have the right to make these decisions and not have the government punish them based on their religious beliefs when oftentimes there's some type of accommodation or some type of way that these things can be addressed or someone can have somebody else bake a cake so they don't have the government forcing them to to convey a certain message. I believe that your group filed an amicus brief in this case as well. Am I right? No, the Monk case was our case. Uh, we, we won the Sergeant Monk case as right. well. Right, right. Um, no, I remember right. that was y'all's case. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was saying you filed an amicus brief in the Cake Baker case as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in, in the, that case, we have a case almost exactly the same out of Oregon the Klein case. And so in the Cake Baker case, we filed a brief. I was there at the Supreme Court during the argument. I do, you know, it, it was a really dangerous case to go to the Supreme Court with the current makeup of the court because Justice Kennedy is the deciding vote. And he has been the one who has written all the major LGBT decisions in the past, you know, 15 years. So, but he was really angry in the oral argument about what they did to this baker, the bias that was shown by the commissioners from the government of Colorado, the fact that they made public statements, for instance, that they said, I'm so tired of religious people who use their religion to cover their bigotry. That's a quote from one of them. So we, we, you know, we, nobody knows what's going to happen, but this thing is probably going to come down in uh, late June, and it could have a big impact uh, either way on religious freedom. And we're certainly watching it closely because we have a case that is very similar. I think everybody's heard about Aaron and Melissa Klein of Oregon, who actually were fined $135,000 and had their business bankrupted because they wouldn't make a gay wedding cake because of their faith. And so this this will impact that and way beyond people who make cakes. It'll affect everybody of faith and what kind of religious freedom uh, they're allowed to have in this country. Well, they're very important issues, and as I, the point I was making, too, again, earlier, and not to be in any way derogatory or to, to be ugly in any way towards the issue of marriage and same-sex marriage, even though I don't agree with it, I disagree with it, I think marriage is between a man and a woman. I know you hold that view as well, Kelly. My point is what we were told, what a lot of people tried to say was, look, this is just about marriage. This is about two people wanting to love each other. You and I and many others were sounding the alarm way before the Supreme Court ruled a couple of years on that issue, that it was going to go way beyond that. They were going to use some of these other laws as weapons. They were going to use a decision like that as a weapon to punish people of faith. And we're, and we're seeing more and more of that it's tragic, it's concerning, but it's happening. We're trying to address some of these issues from the policy perspective as well. We had a hearing earlier in the year um, related to these issues um, regarding what we can do in state policy. One of your associates, Chelsea Human, was here and testified, did a great job. And so and we had legislation to try to deal with some of these issues that we had legislators, uh, some in leadership, weren't allowing those issues to move forward. These issues are right in front of us. And we've got to do something about it. Absolutely. I'm I'm so excited that you continue to do what you do uh, from the legal perspective, and also provide your team resources and are a part of educating lawmakers on the policy side as well. You know, I listened to the audio of that oral argument. I wasn't in the courtroom 
like you were, but I listened to it. And, I, and you are dead on. It was striking to hear Kennedy express some concern. And I don't want to get my hopes up, okay? Yeah, but exactly. it was <laughs> not what I expected. And he made some tremendous <laughs> points. And it was even um, brought out that at the local level, there was a cake baker that was gay that refused to make a cake with a message about marriage between a man and a woman. And they let the guy off, if you will, and didn't prosecute them or hold them to the same government laws. And they said, oh, that's different. Kennedy didn't seem to see it differently. No, no. And and look, here's the basic point, I think. You know, we have different beliefs in this country on same-sex marriage. But that's the point. We should have a right to hold different beliefs on same-sex marriage. That's kind of basic, but that's what's really at play here is the idea of, no, 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 we're going we're to try to find people who have different beliefs, and then we're going to try to have the government punish them. That's not what we do in this country. We, people are allowed to have religious beliefs, and even if their religious beliefs aren't the majority view on some issue at the time, they still have the freedom to hold those beliefs without punishment from the government. That's that's why people came to this country and founded this country. So these are very important cases about religious freedom and the future of our country. And I would encourage listeners to pray. Uh, this decision will probably come down in late June and really kind of keep attention to these. And again, with us, uh, these are big cases, but I'd point out we had like almost well, a little under 400 legal matters last year, all religious freedom cases. There are battles across the country. That's sort of the bad news. The good news is we're winning over 90% of these cases uh, have for 17 years in a row. So this is a country built on religious freedom. We just have to be willing to stand if we're going to keep that religious freedom for our children and our grandchildren. Well, Kelly, you your record, I you know, look, I'm biased. Call it what it is. I worked with your team before. I can consider you one of my closest friends, but really one of my mentors I think your record is unmatched. And if you don't believe me, believe the Texas Review of Law and Politics, who gave you, and we'll conclude this segment with Kelly Shackelford on this point, who gave you the Jurist of the Year Award. I know you're a humble man, but tell us a little bit about the award and the bobblehead that you received. (laughs) Well, it's a real honor. The Texas Review of Law and Politics is really a nationally known group. I mean, they've the past recipients of their award have been Justice Scalia, Justice Thomas, uh, you know, Ed Meese, who was the attorney general for Reagan. So I certainly don't belong in that class, but they were gracious enough to, to give me the award and put me in that group. Um, and the, the funnest thing about it is they have a banquet and everybody who comes gets a bobblehead of the award recipient. So it's I can't get my kids to come to anything where I go speak or whatever, because it's kind of old news with dad. But they all showed up for this because they were not going to miss getting a bobblehead. So it was a it was a really fun night and a really great honor and very humbling. And I, I really give that honor to the people who work at First Liberty because I just get to benefit by being the leader of a group that's doing great things because of the great people who donate their time around the country and who work for First Liberty. So uh, it, it was a good night, really fun night. No, quite, a, quite an extraordinary reward. I'm sure you're running out of space in your trophy case because I've seen the other ones. And I was so upset because, well, my nephew was getting married, and he's almost like a little brother to me in Houston that night. And I was like, oh, but, uh, you know, hey, I am about family first. So I was in Houston for the wedding, and I missed out on the bobblehead. I'm willing to pay top dollar to get one, though, if one of your children uh, wants to part ways so they can, uh, you know, take their friends to the movies. Anyway, look, Kelly, it's been an honor to have you 
on the show to continue to have a re- uh, you as a regular guest. You guys are always working on things. Their website is firstliberty.org. We're honored that you continue to be one of our board members for Texas Values, and we're blessed for the Christian witness that you have with your work. So, Kelly, thank you for being a guest today on the Texas Values Report. Uh, thanks for having me, Jonathan. Well, that's good stuff. You know, to have Kelly on, and, and I mean, look, they, they're involved in a lot of stuff. We hit the high points, you know, as far as some of the work they're doing, extremely relevant. I could spend several segments talking about the work that Kelly and First Liberty do, our connection, my history, really how I've benefited from being under Kelly's leadership and having a good relationship with him, working together, learning how he lives his life. He and I had a discussion recently just about some of those things, too, as I continue into the, in this work. And so, but, you know, it, it's hard to overstate the value of having lawyers of Kelly and his team, the caliber of lawyers that they have. I mean, Kelly's argued before the U.S. Supreme Court himself, you know, all kinds of awards. He's on the U.S. Supreme Court um, board of, I forget the name of the actual entity. My point is, you know, he is one of the best of the best. So their work is quality, but it's important too, because we're working on such fundamental issues. You want to have the best. You want to have people that are committed. And he's pretty much devoted his life to this work. I mean, I've been around him for close to 15 years, and I think he was in this work 10 to 12 years before our paths crossed, if you will, and he brought me onto his team and then helped me start my own organization. Other things to get into, interesting, we're talking about the same sex issue, and I almost plugged this in, but I'll talk about it now. One of the nominees to the State Department uh, for President Trump is Mike Pompeo, or Pompeo. I'm going to look up if I'm pronouncing it the right way. We'll see. I'm actually, I was actually looking online to see, you ever see these things where they'll have you pronounce the name? Let's see if we can hear the audio where they're, and it's always like some nice, sweet voice. Let's see. Emma is saying this. Let's see what she says. Let's see if we can hear her. Oh, no, that's not it. <laughs> what? They're going to they're gonna give me an ad before I see the announcement. Here it is. Let's see if we can hear it. Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo. There we go. All right. So, my, all right, I got you, Emmy. Emma. <laughs> um, if that's the correct way, Mike Pompeo, I'll ask my, some of my friends in D.C. after this. But he is the State Department nominee and a congressman, I believe. I'm sorry, a senator. That's right. The Senate has to confirm them. Cory Booker was pushing on him about some comments he made, uh, Mike Pompeo made about his support for marriage between a man and a woman that he made, I believe, when he was a member of Congress. And so, you know, look, I mean, you know, to Kelly's point, there are people that they want the government to punish you. They want to create this impression, you know, you're not worthy or there or it should be suspect whether or not you're qualified or you should be in some government position like the State Department if you have these views. You know, and, and this isn't him announcing him. This is senators asking him about his position and then him having to respond. It really reminds me of the issue that happened in San Antonio a few years ago when they passed this so-called non-discrimination ordinance, but the initial version of it uh, made it clear in our minds with legal analysis that if you held views that went against um, same-sex marriage, that you believe marriage between a man and a woman, and you ever said them from the pulpit, like as a pastor, 
that you'd be disqualified from getting recommended to hold some government position in the city of San Antonio. I mean, it really was a religious test. So anyway, which our Constitution forbids at the state level and also at the federal level, but more specifically in our state of Texas Constitution, it says you can't have a religious test for serving in the government. A little drink of coffee there. Excuse me. So the big news, though, and I was giving Kelly a little courtesy since he was our guest. The big news, though, this week, we won a victory in federal court on a very important issue. Our organization does not work on a lot of court cases. Matter of fact, we are only working on one right now. And a year and a half ago, we were worked on another one, so we had two at that time. Uh, that's a very small part of what we do, but we will file lawsuits from time to time and submit amicus briefs to support cases like we did in the Cake Baker case. But our case, our one court case we're working on right now, has been going on uh, in different forms since 2013, but it's about protecting taxpayers. The city of Houston wants to force taxpayers to use taxpayer dollars to subsidize the giving of benefits to spouses of same-sex couples that are employees with the city. The government wants to force taxpayers to use their tax dollars to subsidize someone else's benefits for same-sex couples. That is against state law, and it's also against the local law. Okay, The U.S. Supreme Court ruled on the issue of marriage. They did not say that a government then has to use tax dollars to pay and subsidize insurance benefits for people of the same sex. They could, but they haven't said that, or they could not. In the meantime, we have a law that says you can't do that. So the city of Houston has two choices. Either, number one, they can continue to give these benefits to people of the same sex and violate state law and face punishment from the courts because of these issues, or they could just not give out benefits. Now, their position sort of is, well, you know, it, we're giving them out, so we can't give them out equally. Well, the Supreme Court has not ruled on that issue. But if that's their dilemma, if they in their minds say, well, we're not being equal, then just don't give any of the benefits out. But you got to follow state law. You can't break state law because of your own personal analysis of what you think the Supreme Court should say or, or what how they should feel about these laws. That law is not being challenged in this situation. Myself and Jared Woodfield, a lawyer in Houston, we represent taxpayers in Houston that have said enough. We have a law on this that the people in Houston went to the ballot and voted on. Elected officials cannot just ignore that. And this started before the U.S. Supreme Court ruled on the issue of marriage, but it's continued since then. And we've won different phases of this and different kind of steps Four different times now we've won in court. And this last time we won, the judge said that the city of Houston has to pay our attorney's fees. And that typically is some indication that they really had no basis to do what they're doing. They, what they were trying to do this last time was move the case to federal court, out of state court. Well, this dispute, that was tried before, and a federal ju judge already ruled against that. So we'll be working on um, putting the numbers together to see how much the city of Houston has to pay us for our attorney's fees, we're doing this pro bono. Even though we're there is a, a value to our time, we're not being paid by these taxpayers to do it. And so oftentimes in lawsuits like that, when you win, the other side has to pay the attorney's fees. That's just the way the system works, but it usually is in some ways a way, hopefully, to discourage people like the city of Houston for violating the law or for trying to move things into federal court when they clearly don't belong there. And so... And it didn't take the judge very long to make the decision, which I'm very encouraged by. So 
Huge victory, though. And, um, you know, look, the city of Houston, and, and, you know, they've had a lot of time spent on this. And, and, and they had a big lawyer work on this issue last year. They tried to get the U.S. Supreme Court to review this when they lost against us at the Texas Supreme Court. That didn't win. They want the courts in Texas to conclude not only did the U.S. Supreme Court rule on the issue of marriage, but they also said that you've got to give same-sex benefits with tax dollars. The U.S. Supreme Court has not said that. So you can infer that. You can summarize that all you want. But until the U.S. Supreme Court has said that, Texas state courts do not have to follow that analysis or that opinion, if you will, of another lawyer. It's not an opinion of a court. That's, that's what the city of Houston is arguing. But there's no precedent that says that. As a matter of fact, the precedent is state law that is very clear. <laughs> there's no gray area. So, and also at the local level. So this is the only case of its kind in the country. No one else is litigating on these issues. Why? You know, whatever. There may be different reasons. We have our opinions why that is. But I think what we know is this is a very important case, and it's become very expensive. We need your financial support. The, the attorney's fees we're going to get from the other side, if that ends up working out, because that can be a battle of its own, um, they're only going to cover a certain portion. We've been working on this issue since 2013. Go to our, our website right now, txvalues.org. Make a tax-deductible na- donation for our legal services, txvalues.org, to invest in this case. And you're investing in, in a winning case because we have continued to win on this issue, and it's the only one we're working on, which makes it a little bit more important for what we're doing. txvalues.org to donate to our work. And come back next week. I'll tell you about the National Day of Prayer where I'm going to speak. A big announcement about a policy conference we're doing in September later this year in the Austin area. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.